Hello, my beautiful beans, and welcome to today's episode. This episode is all about situationships, especially how to read people and also how to manage your expectations in situationships. Now, you might be, this could also work. Do you know what? Let's fucking, do you know what? This could actually work if you are in a relationship and then you broke up and then you're kind of getting back together and you're kind of, is it happening or is it not? So it mainly everything I speak about is when you've started something with somebody and you're not quite sure what's happening, but this also happens for a relationship that was official, was fully exclusive. You had come to an agreement about that and then it's broken down and now it's kind of back together, but not. Okay. So I'm going to be covering all the different variations of what could go down in that. Now, quick little weekly update. Not much, not much. Well, I mean, look a lot actually, but just, yeah, nothing that's going to be too riveting to even mention on the podcast. So I feel like I just, I'm so keen for this episode. You have no idea. So keen. I've been asked to do an episode on situationships for such a long time. And I personally resonate with so many of you people because I have found myself in a situationship a few times in my past. And there's a lot of things that I'd like to say to my old self. And so that's why I find that this episode will be very cathartic for me to talk about because I know exactly what it is to be in a situation where you're really into someone where it kind of feels like it's headed some way, but you're just not sure what the fuck is going on or you don't know why things are going as slow as they're going. You don't know where that person stands. And I get asked all the time from you guys about what to do in this particular situation. So let's talk about it right now. I also don't have a brain fact today. Sorry. Sorry about that. Sorry, but I just let's just get straight into it. So, how I'm going to break this episode down is I'm going to be talking a little bit about kind of like an intro, what situationships are, what kind of how relationships work in general. We're going to be starting with that. Then I'm going to be giving you kind of specific things to ask yourself before you even need to approach this person and say, hey, what are we? Hey, what's going on? Hey, what do you feel? You're going to answer these questions first and you're going to realize, yeah, I really need to explore this further because it's all leading towards it being something. So I need to explore it. And then you you might be someone that's answered all those questions and be like, this doesn't even warrant the energy of inhaling to begin the sentence and asking that person the question, be gone, you fucking wet piece of bread out of my life. Okay. So you've got those two options after you, there's like fucking seven or 10 questions. Then after that, I actually am answering, um, oh, then I'm going to address more complicated situationships. So it really, really is disguised as it's kind of going somewhere, but it's very complicated. I'll address a few of those. And then at the very end, I have specific questions that you guys wrote in. I did a question box on my Instagram and you guys did write in your particular concerns about your situationship. So there's, there's a little bit to kind of break down on this episode. So the first thing that I want to talk about to you guys is this idea that when you, in every encounter with every relationship, you always want to get something out of the, out of the relationship, right? Like, and not just the relationship, but the encounter. Okay, so if this happens for you, and it's for the person that you're interacting with. Obviously, you might want to interact with this person for validation, uh, to express love, or to feel loved, to offer support, or to feel supported, um, for entertainment, to vent just because you need to get something off your chest, and that's what you're getting out of the encounter, to feel heard, to attack because you're angry, or to get something you need, like you're using that person, that encounter as a stepping stone stone to get to somewhere that you need, right? 
So every time you have an interaction, there is a why behind it. You are you are doing it for a reason, okay? And in most cases, obviously with your family and friends, it's probably going to be around support, love, and also entertainment. You know, you want to have fun with the people that you like. You know, you're there for a good time, but you also love them and you want to feel loved, okay? That's for a lot of people. But as you're going to see through your life and through a lot of situationships, that that's not the case for everyone. It's really good to start to identify what does this person want out of it? right? Because if you're someone that wants to be heard and someone wants to understand, then you align, right? Like you're both there to be there for each other in that moment. If you are both there for entertainment, it aligns. If you are there for connection and they are there for validation or for an ego boost or to feel like to feel superior, then it it doesn't align. So you're trying to seek a connection, you're trying to get closer to them and they're like, you boost my ego because I like having you around me, this is really good, okay, who else can boost my ego? You're, you're, You're aiming for something different, it doesn't align. And that's what happens in a lot of situationships. If one person wants to be heard and values having their side of things listened to but doesn't reciprocate, that's another issue, okay? Um, so you always have to ask yourself, what does this person want in this situation? And, and be really brutal and honest with yourself. Cause it, it, when you ask yourself the question, sometimes the answer is pretty obvious and right in front of your face, but you've probably been avoiding it for a long time. And you're going to start to, I just want this to kind of be the, the preface for the episode, because as I ask you those, the, all those questions that I'm going to ask you very soon to really think about carefully, you're going to start to think, what is this person's intention every time we interact, whether it's via DMs, whether it's via text, whether it's in person or on the phone, okay? The next thing that you really want to do is you really want to, as soon as possible, get to a place where you know where you stand and where you know where the other person stands. It doesn't mean that you guys have to be in a locked and loaded relationship and it's all official. You can still take it slow. You don't have to be in a committed relationship, but it is important and respectful and fucking crucial really for your fucking mental health to know where each other stands, okay? This is not about locking someone down. This is not about like you now have to date me because I've told you that I want it. No, but it's about an open conversation and that conversation has to continue and stay open and stay flowing. It's crucial and it's how you respect yourself. Don't downplay yourself and think that you're not important enough to ask the question, okay? To ask you know, what that person gets out of this encounter that they have with you. If you've told yourself to do less or to say less in order for someone else to stay longer with you or for someone else to hang out with you for a longer period of time, apologize to yourself immediately or I'll apologize for you. Like, I'm sorry that you made yourself feel that you couldn't ask an honest question to a person that you're intimate with because you feel that you're not worth it. Okay, let's shake that fucking energy because I'm fucking sad to see people do it. And I've been there, like I said, I've been there in situations. And I, I honestly, I'd fucking apologize to myself. Like while we're at it, I'm sorry to myself that I thought I had to pretend, you know, to be someone that I'm not or pretend that I wanted nothing serious and ignored that part of me that actually wanted something more and wanted love and wanted to give love, you know. Um, I felt more love being out of a situationship than being in a situationship. So don't do yourself the disservice and downplay yourself and your needs, okay? Because that's only going to hurt you. The repercussions are only there for you. And that other person is just 
They're just basically cruising along on easy street, blissfully unaware and not suffering any of the consequences. They'll just, you know, if they're not into you, then they're just going to be on to the next. So you really have to look out for yourself in most of these situations that I'm going to talk about here, okay? Obviously, if you're in an actually love, an actual loving, committed relationship, you're looking after that person, you're looking out for that person and yourself. But in a situationship, you're looking out for yourself, okay? You need to put yourself first and you need to respect yourself enough to cut the the dead weight. Cut the fucking dead weight. If you're sitting here thinking that being alone is the worst thing, trust me, being alone is like a sweet treat in comparison to being someone's like fifth choice on the list. There's nothing worse than that. It's like you're telling yourself your fifth best, okay? You need to respect yourself. You need to know what you want. And if you want something more intimate and something more serious, then you need to know when you need to ask these questions or when you need to end it, all right? The time is now. So let's not waste it entertaining duds in our life. Now, if you are in a position where you don't know where you stand with someone, one of you, at the very least, isn't being honest about how you're feeling, okay? And in many cases, if you don't know where you stand, you actually do know, but you just don't want to hear the answer. So you've got to identify which one it is. Are you in a situation where you know the answer, but it hasn't been said and you're just prolonging the inevitable? Or are you in a situation where you don't know where you stand and you know that they're not opening up or you're not opening up? So identify which, which one of the two that you're in. Now, as you've probably guessed, this episode is, of course, targeted to people who are in a situationship who want something more out of this situationship. Obviously, if you're just cruising along and you feel no emotion towards this person, you don't probably need much coaching through it because it's not affecting you as much. So obviously, this is if you want to take it further, if you want to explore an actual relationship with this person and you need to figure out what to do. So we're going to get into the questions now. There's a bunch of them, like seven or whatever. And these questions, like I said before, this is going to help you decide if you even need to have the conversation. Okay, so this is we're checking the vital signs for the situationship because the situationship might be dead already, dead in the water. So you're checking for the vital signs. Okay, let's get into it. Number one, how are they prioritizing you? Like, are they the first to message you? Do they ever let you know that they're thinking of you randomly by either just calling you out of the blue or sending you something or DMing something that's relevant to something you spoke about or or an inside joke? Uh, Or... Do they remember details that you told them and they bring it up? So that's kind of the prioritizing you. Do do you ever feel that out of the blue, they know that they're thinking of you? Number two, are invitations a two-way street? Are you always inviting this person to do something? Are you always initiating a hangout? Are you always saying, hey, should we do something tomorrow night? Or hey, and is it never on their end? Number three, are you left wondering when they're going to contact you, even if let's say like you literally spend the night, you can have a sleepover, be intimate with this person, not only be intimate, but be affectionate and cuddling and have movies, have sex, sleep in the same bed all night long. And then the next day you go home or they go home and you genuinely are in a position where you feel that you have no idea when you're going to hear from them again. Are you in that position? Like, it's happened where maybe you this happens and you haven't heard from them for the whole day or two and then it's midweek and then they slide on into your inbox again. Number four, is all they do talk? 
are they all talk? Like they might message you all the time or they might flame react to your stories or they might watch all your stories as soon as you posted. And so you're here thinking like, hey, they're really into me. They're watching all my stories straight away. They're like onto it or they're always reacting and or they message me all the time or we're always chatting back and forth in my DMs. This is what I call commercial fishermen. They're pulling in as many fucking reactions. They're pulling in as many fish as possible. Bulk, bulk, bulk. Less effort, big reward for their ego. Okay, but when it comes to cr- to the crunch, they don't take action. Even when you spoon feed them an opportunity to meet up, they just can't be fucked. And why is that? Because this this is an insecure person. Okay, it's all talk, all talk. I want your reaction. I'm, I'm going to do anything to get your reaction. I'm going to watch all your stories. I'm going to flame react because then you reply. If I make you feel attractive, if I say that oh you look really good there, you look, you're going to reply. And every time you reply, I feel validated. Every time you reply, my ego gets inflated. Especially if I've got you know ten people on the go, twenty people on the go, and I'm doing the same action to these twenty people, then I'm getting all this constant validation for my you know appro- I'm getting approval constantly. But then someone says, hey, why don't we have a dinner, a date and talk? They're like, whoa, 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 calm down. I'm just a lazy cunt who just wants to fucking, you know, cast the net wide. I actually just want my ego inflated. I don't actually want to have a real interaction with somebody. That's number four. Number five, if there's someone that says, when are we going to catch up? And you give them options and they don't follow through with those options, then you are a second choice at best. If not, you are further down the list. If they want to, they do, okay? It's this whole if they wanted to, they would. That is so true in every fucking scenario. There is no situation – guys, fucking just just entertain this. Think about this. There's no situation in life where someone who is genuinely into somebody, like fucking into somebody – who has been told by this person, like they've got the green light that that person wants to hang out. They know it. They've got it in writing. They want to hang out. They've agreed to a date. They've told you their availability. There's no chance that this person wouldn't leap, leap at the opportunity and take it. That's not possible. So you're... So here's this person standing there saying, oh God, I really like this person and they've just told me that, that they're available this weekend and they want to hang out. But you know what? I just... Oh, look, I just won't. I just won't. That's not fucking possible. That doesn't exist. If that's the case, they're waiting for something else to come along and it's not you. It's not you, boo. But they won't cut you out because they need your attention. They need it. It's their survival. It's their, like, validation, okay? They don't want to date you. This is like they're a leech. It's like strong leech energy, leech vibes. They're leeching your time. They're leeching your energy. They're not giving you anything in return, but they're getting a lot from it. They're getting a lot of validation. They're getting attention. They're made to feel, you know, good because you want to hang out with them. You're always saying, yeah, I'm available here. I'm available here. I'm available here. They love it. They love it. They're just casting a wide net. Trust me, you're not the only one. Unfortunate, but that's just how it is, okay? It's very unfortunate but also it's kind of refreshing when you realize this and you can just step away, okay? So bye, can't, none of that. So that's number five. Number six, do they only ever ask you to do things that day or maximum like the day before and they never make future plans? And if you invite them for a future plan, they're really sketchy and they're like, oh, 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 and they can't really give you an answer. Now the last one, number seven, if you can leave – and step away from the situation and it be days or a week or whatever, and they do nothing about it, 
then that's a fucking sign. Like what they're basically saying that they're not that into you. And mind you, I'm talking about a – I'm not saying test the waters and test them. I'm saying hypothetically, if you know for a fact, like if you weren't able to message them for days and it always takes you messaging them after like time off, like a time period where you're not contacting each other. Never try this. I don't think – if you are in a relationship, I think it's very unhealthy to be testing the waters like – like, if I leave, will they chase me? Never do something like that. I think that's ridiculous. You should always um, sort the problems out within the relationship and not play this, like, cat and mouse game of leaving, coming back, getting pulled in, getting pushed out business, okay? But I'm saying that if you, a week were to go past where you didn't message them, how hard would they work to get you contacting them again? Would they message you? Would they try and call you? Would they say, hey, look, I miss you. Let's catch up or not? Would they just cruise and leave it and it doesn't affect them? So they're the seven questions and you're going to start to realize pretty quickly some there's certain things that you're going to be like oh I wish I didn't hear that oh fuck that's really making it very very clear that this is they're just not into me I'm not the one and this is not the fucking time but that let's just put that on ice for a little bit because I'm also going to talk about other alternatives okay there are situations where they are situationships but and I had a few DMs that are similar to this I'm just bunching it into one it starts off awesome. The relationship starts off awesome. They take you on dates. They appear really interested. They're affectionate. They message you. They book things in in advance, right? They're, they're sweet. They, they show you that they like you, but the no, no big action has been made to be exclusive, right? But then they turn around and say that they're not really sure about what they want. It could be a couple of weeks in or a month or two in, and they're like, I just, I'm not quite sure what I want. I'm not ready to commit. So then you end up in a situationship where you thought it was headed to a relationship, but now they've just said after everything they've done, after all they've shown you through their actions, now you're thinking, wait a minute, they've literally just said, after knowing who I am for the last two months, they've literally just said, I don't know what I want. And you're stuck now in this situationship where it starts to taper off. You don't know what you did wrong. It's not what it, like it used to be. They don't prioritize you the way they did at the beginning. And it feels like something's off or something's changed, but you really like them and you don't want to lose them. What do you do in that scenario, right? Number one, you have to ask yourself a question. You have to be and be fucking real. Do I also want a situationship or do I want a relationship? That's the, the first the crucial question you need to ask yourself. I'm guessing if you're listening to this episode, you want a relationship, right? So... If you want a relationship and this is a situation you've found yourself in, you've probably already lost them. And like they were never yours to have. I'm just saying that, you know, when you've got that fear of like losing somebody so you stay even though it's not as good as it used to be, you've probably already lost them in that sense. And you're also at the risk of losing yourself a little bit here too because this is where you start to modify your behavior to please this person so they start behaving how they used to behave or so they come circle back to you and be affectionate like they used to be, okay? You're now in a situation where you now know that they may like you, they may like your, your um, company, but they don't want what you want and you now have to make that tough call. Am I willing to be with this person even if they never decided to be with me and knowing that they're not choosing to be 100% exclusive and calling this a relationship so that could open it up to many other possibilities of maybe meeting other people or being open to dating other people or am I only willing to be with this person if it is an exclusive, exclusive relationship where we can progress this thing further? And I know it's really hard but you know what you want. You know what you want, but you will fucking push that down because you want short-term gain 
which is going to equal long-term pain. You need to fucking switch it around. Short-term pain, guys, always choose short-term pain in exchange for long-term gain and not the other way around. And in this situation, if you're staying with somebody or entertaining something with somebody when they've made it clear that they quote-unquote, I don't know what I want, even though they've fucking hung around you for two months or more, then you are literally choosing long-term pain. You're saying the gain I get is the little the little bursts of dopamine when they message me, when they text me, the excitement of like, oh, they do like me or don't they? What do we want? And then the long-term pain of knowing that it's not going to progress, it's not going to get any better. If it does progress, at what cost? Is it kind of going to go downhill? Are they only going to be with me because someone else rejected them and then they're like, oh, well, this is the next best thing? You know, always ask yourself that. I know that it's so hard to choose the painful option first, but in this scenario – Unless you're willing to switch your needs into a situationship kind of need instead of a relationship, you need to step away. I'm not saying dump them permanently, never see them again. This is your opportunity to be like, I need to tap out. I actually think you're a legend, but I'm just going to step away because I don't think our wants align here. And I'm big enough to admit that I do like you enough to be in a relationship, but I'm also, I also like myself more and I like my life more and I'm not going to fucking sit around and wait because I know that there's many opportunities out there for me and I don't need to wait for someone that's not sure. I've spent enough time getting to know you, I'm sure. And if you're not sure, I am going to respect that but I'm also going to respect myself and just limit this to a friendship and fucking tap out a little bit. That's what you need to say. It's fucking simple. And if you can't say that, it's because you are scared that you're not going to find something else. But I'm here to tell you, you are going to find something else. You're going to find something that's better suited to you. Stop wasting your time and waiting around for someone that's looking at you as a, uh, uh, yeah, cool option. Fuck that. Fuck that. Can I just say? Fuck that. Now, next thing, someone else wrote to me saying that, They're kind of seeing someone and the person has this, in this particular situation, ship. It's this girl wrote to me and she said that she's seeing this guy and then after about a month or two, he said that he doesn't really know what he wants, but he also doesn't want to hurt her. And I got a few messages of people saying that this other person says, oh, you know, like I I don't want to hurt you and I still want to see you. This whole I don't want to hurt you is a little bit of a low blow. It's a bit of a slap in the face, okay? Like I would just respond with hurting me would be if you led me on. Hurting me would be if you wasted my time. I'm going to be fine as long as it's the truth. If the truth is that you don't want to date me, I would much rather hear that than have a sympathy date or a sympathy relationship and have my time be wasted. So as an adult, the truth is what I can accept. What I won't accept, though, is sympathy and pity, okay? So fucking pick your words carefully, can't, and just be honest and I can take it. Like, fuck off with your sympathy. Fuck off with this, I don't want to hurt you. Like, God, some people flatter themselves. Like, fuck off with your, I don't want to hurt you as if I can't live without you. Honestly, Part, most of this episode is like a big lesson in self-respect and self-love. You need to identify when someone's taking you for a fucking ride and taking the piss and then has the height, the height, the audacity to turn around and be like, I don't want to hurt you. Bro, I've lived without you my whole life. I can live without you for the rest of my life. Thank you very much. Thanks for the encounter. Thanks for this emotional transaction. On your merry way. 
So now that we've pushed past those examples, let's say that you still, after everything I've told you, you're in a different scenario and you still don't have your answer. You still, like nothing that I've just said applies. It's still not black and white uh, and it's not concrete. How do you get your answer? Because there is a slim chance, possible, like fucking slim. I'm talking like Italian greyhound slim chance that your you personally are giving off the wrong vibes and they're protecting themselves and that's why they haven't made it clear that they want to date you. So you might both be, for whatever reason, there's a million different reasons, maybe both if you have your walls up and you actually are a great match but, you know, maybe you were both hurt or maybe whatever and you're in this potentially great thing but there's a block. There's a block and you're like, I can't really read them, they can't really read me and then you're pushing them away unintentionally and vice versa That's a possibility. It's not that often that it happens. Normally one person can read it better than the other. But let's say that that's the case. The the difference here though is that you can already notice a level of respect that exists in this situationship, okay? If you're in this situation where the only reason they're not opening up to you is because they think that you don't want it, their, their behavior still reflects respectful actions, right? Or reflects that they care about you. If they're not opening up and saying what they want to say, they're still not disrespecting you and treating you like you are the bottom of the barrel. There's also the chance, this is another situation, there's also the chance that they are fresh out of a relationship and they've met you and they really like you but their heartbreak is too fresh or it's kind of raw how the relationship ended and they haven't dealt with totally getting over that relationship, okay? And if if they can admit that and say that they've got these wounds that need healing and they really want to process what went down in that relationship before they get into a new one, I fully respect that for many reasons. And one of the main reasons is that they're self-aware enough to know that they need to fully close that chapter before moving on to the next chapter. Because if they don't, there's a very high chance that they're going to bring in baggage from that heartbreak or from the last relationship into the new one. Of course, there are situations where you can seamlessly transition from one relationship to another, but in most cases, it's because you emotionally tapped out a long time before the actual relationship ended. But if someone's openly admitting to you, look, I'm still hurting, this was fucking rough, I'm struggling, I really like you, I want to hang out with you, but there's no way I can enter a relationship and give you what I should be giving you, giving what I should be giving to myself and the relationship while I'm dealing with this. You shouldn't push someone who's in that situation. I would fully respect that. It sucks if you've got a good connection, but you need to, you need to respect it and talk about it. And then it's up to you. It's up to you with what you do. You can risk staying and waiting to see if they like you and hanging and hanging around basically. It's kind of like a waiting game really um, to see whether they like you or whether they just ultimately saw you as a rebound or a distraction from heartbreak or if it's actually real. But in my opinion, what I would personally do is I would say and, – and also this kind of increases the chances of it being something – real as well because it makes them kind of realize wow okay this is what it's like without them in my life do I want them do I not it makes them really think and it gives them time to process I would just say I like I'm here for you I feel it but there's no way we can continue romantically at all because I actually like you so I can't behave as a rebound when I want to be when I want to be your partner you know and if that's not possible now maybe in the future yes but i'm not taking the rebound option and i'm not going to be here to be your you know shoulder to cry on and a bed to sleep in kind of thing you know so i can i can talk to you but 
I'm sure you've got other friends that you'd rather talk to about your ex. So I need to tap out and I am fucking here for you if you want to reach out, if you want to have a dinner sometime in a few months, I'd love it. But I cannot be the rebound. I personally would tap out if that option is the rebound. If you're there for a good time and the sex is great and you're not emotionally attached, go for gold. Fucking live your best life, L-Y-L-B. So if you are in that situation that I mentioned earlier where you don't know where each other stands but you want something and you might be the one that's got your walls up, then I feel like it's probably up to you to open up the fucking channels of conversation. So this is something that you need to be able to talk about, obviously. And like I said, if you are in that unique situation, that slim chance situation, they're already respecting you, okay? They're already showing you respect. They're already showing that you are a priority. You, none of you have – you just have – neither of you have come to the table and say, hey, I'm going to be vulnerable. Shall we date? Are we going to make this a thing? But – you already have that respect. If the respect isn't there, then this is not the situation that you're in and you're in one of those seven or more or a combination of all of them that I mentioned earlier. It is now up to you to sit them down and say, I feel like we are on the same page, but I'm worried that I've never actually told you what I want out of this. It's been a few months and I like you and to be honest, I would like a relationship. I'd really know where you stand on. I'd really like to know where you stand on this. If you can't bring yourself to say that to them, then it's because you know something in your gut about how they're going to respond. And why is that? What is it that you can't bring yourself to say? What is it through their actions? Is it something that aligns with one of those seven questions that I said? Or is it purely because you've been burnt in the past and you're scared to be burnt again? Okay? Because if it is that fear, then that's something that you need to kind of obviously push through if you have had no indicating factors that they're not into you. Or if you want, you can put it on them. I mean, I always think it's a nice, bolder, stronger statement when you just say how you feel, but you can always put it on them and say, hey, look, we've been saying each other for two months. I want to know what you see out of this, where you stand. You can just blatantly ask them, but if you can, I would prefer to just be straight up and honest and tell somebody how you feel. It's very impactful. And if they do like you, it's going to mean a, a fucking lot to them that you said that to them if they didn't feel comfortable opening up first. Okay. Now, the last thing we're going to do is answer some of the questions that I got. There's about five or six of them. Okay, so someone said, when you ask them, what are you looking for? And they say, I don't know. How do you interpret that? You interpret that as they're not into it. Uh, No way. They're just not into it. If you say, what are you looking for? And they say, I don't know. To, To say, I don't know, they're just backing out. They're freaking out. They don't know what to say. What they could say is... Look, in future, I'd like a relationship, but I don't want one right now. Or they could say, I don't want a relationship. But if they're not willing to say, I don't want a relationship, what they're saying is, I don't want a relationship with you. Okay? and Which is fine, but there's your answer. Number two, the guy's telling me he thinks he made a mistake. I'm guessing by breaking up. But he's been trying to get back together. But, sorry, let's fucking start that one again. He's telling me that he's made a mistake by ending it, but he hasn't been trying to get back together. So this is a situation where he's a lazy, weak dog, weak 
fucking energy and he wants you to do the heavy lifting. He doesn't want to be lonely, but that's not your problem and it's not your responsibility. But he wants you to do the heavy lifting of coming back, seeing if it's working, is it not? He wants the effort to come from you. So then he can really choose if he's made the mistake or not. He doesn't want to say, I've made a mistake. Let's fucking put in the hard work and see if I truly made a mistake and see if this can be salvaged. Fuck that. Too much energy. Lazy vibes. No, no. My response to him saying, I think I made a mistake would be like, that's okay if you made a mistake. Mistakes are there to learn from. You always learn something from a mistake. Have a good life. Peace and blessings. All the best. Number three, when is it too soon to take the rebound more seriously? I'm scared to commit. Okay. In this situation, I'm presuming that this rebound really likes you and you're the one that was treating it like a rebound. Um, You were dealing over a a heartbreak and now you're like, hmm, I can actually see a a possibility here, but I'm scared to commit because I just came out of a relationship, okay? So what you have to ask yourself is, I think a lot of people look at um, how much time you should leave in between relationships as like a full timeline thing, X amount, X amount, X amount. This all comes down to emotional timelines, not not like calendar timelines as far as like, this is when it ended, this is when I met my rebound, blah, 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 blah. Where are you standing emotionally, genuinely? Where are you standing emotionally? Are you still bitter or angry about your ex-relationship? Are you still deeply connected emotionally about your ex-relationship? Do you miss them? Do you still want to you know be there? A rebound by definition is something that you're rebounding off emotionally so you don't hit hard on the floor, right? It's something that you're bouncing off as um, like a cushion, as some sort of um, uh, like fucking suspension, a trampoline, or something that's going to soften the blow so you don't actually fall hard on the floor. That's a rebound, okay? If you actually are not feeling this pain and you're liking this rebound, then they're no longer by definition a rebound. A rebound is someone just to to fucking uh, filter the blow. If you like them, they stop, by definition, they stop being a rebound. So if you feel that you actually like them and you're ready to take it to the next level, there's no timeframes involved here. You can do that whenever you want to. But I would just give that person the courtesy, if you're actually still carrying a lot of pain or anger or resentment towards your ex, I would create some space until you've dealt with that. I don't think it's healthy to enter a new relationship when you've got all this animosity or pain that still exists from the last relationship because that's when you can kind of drag it through to this next person who, you know, has nothing to do with it really. If you're scared to commit, this has to come down to ask yourself, do I actually want this? Or am I own or, or do I feel guilted into being with this person? Sometimes someone's so nice and so there for you and picked up all the pieces when you're heartbroken that you're like, oh God, now I have to commit. If that's the case, do not fucking commit. Okay. But if you think I'm scared to commit because I just got out of a big big relationship, if you've dealt with a lot of the emotions, don't worry about committing. Always look at relationships as like when you're dating someone, that is the test drive. When you date someone, you're not locking it in. You're not signing your life away. You're testing a person out to see if you want to be in a more long-term committed relationship. So it's, it's okay to start dating someone and a few months down the line being like, look, I tried, but it's not working for me. So don't be too scared to commit. It's, you're not signing your life away. Number four, how to tell the difference between the talking stage and the dating stage. When you feel like you are their priority, that is when you know that it's changed. That is when you've not, there is a shift. When that person texts you for no reason or calls you to be like, hey, 
and just wants to talk. When their interactions with you can go between flirty and sexual and a true friendship. That's when you know that this is now dating, okay? If it's always just banter, sexual banter, then that could just be the talking stage. If this person is now, if it's clear that they're thinking about you more often, they're putting you as a priority, they're booking you in in advance, they're asking you questions about their life, they're wanting to know about your life, that is a big indicator that that it's ready for the next stage. Number... Five, struggle to know if they just want sex. We talk daily, but I'm scared to ask. Well, firstly, have you even met this person? I think that's a really good, a really good thing to do is to meet a person first. But it's also important if you're someone that's like, I do not want to get into a situation where I meet them and then I feel like it's really awkward and they just want a one-night stand and we're there on the date. If you're you're in that situation and you truly don't know, you have to put it out there. You have to lay it out. And if you're not willing to lay it out, then end it. But if the worst case scenario for you is to be caught up in a situation where you're too involved with someone that ultimately just wants sex, then tap out of it altogether. But my advice or what I would do is – I would just lay it out there and ask and just say, is this something that you'd actually want to explore further? We're talking every single day. I really like you. But if you're just here for sex, I can't be the person to, to just be that for you. Don't be ashamed of saying that you want a relationship. Why is this such a shameful thing? Just say, hey, I just don't want a casual sex thing. Just just being honest. And if they turn around and fucking gaslight you, then fucking that's the trash taking itself out. Bye. If they turn around and say, oh, calm down, calm down, that's not what I want. That response is so immature. If someone was to say to me, hey, look, I don't know where you stand, but look, I don't actually want sex. I just want to like, I don't want just sex. I'd like to explore it. My response as a mature response would be like, thank you for being honest. To be fair, I was looking at it like X, Y, Z. You know, if someone doesn't make your question feel validated and they gaslight you by saying, calm down, I didn't want sex, I was just looking at you as a mate, whoa, don't get such a big head, that's gaslighting. That's someone who's really insecure and they're gaslighting you and that is a golden ticket to be like, get out of my life. Number six, and this is the last one, I always find myself in situationships and I struggle to be vulnerable with saying what I want. I feel like a lot of people get in a situationship where they've let it drag on for too long. And I think if you can look at the first seven questions that I asked early on, you can start to identify what is, what is going to evolve into a situationship a lot earlier in the piece instead of waiting and waiting and fucking around and before you know it, it's four months down the track where you only see each other once a week or once a fortnight, okay? Hopefully, after you do a bit of you know research and reading and going over these questions and, and looking at your past as well, you start to identify, wow, I probably could have noticed that this was never going to eventuate into anything way earlier based on how they treated me or if I was a priority or how they spoke to me or all of the above, you know? So number one, if once you identify that, you're going to be able to tap out of situations that you can see are never going to eventuate way faster. And then you're going to be able to identify where the important things are or where stronger connections are. Because if you struggle saying what you want, there is a lot of situations where you never have to even say it. If it's so clear that you're not a priority or if the actions, because actions will always speak louder than words, always, 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 every time, every time, Actions will speak louder than words, okay? You always have to imagine if this person could not speak, what would their actions show me? What would I know about this person if, if, if verbal language was not a way of communication? That's how you should interpret everything that people do in your life. When it comes to relationships and when it comes to all of that, talk is fucking cheap. Cheap, 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 fucking cheap. 
I hate it. I hate it when people talk about the same shit again and again and again and they never action it. What is the point? Okay. And I say this to my friends. I say this to people in my life. I say, you know what? You can action that or not. I don't care, but you've said it about 10 times. Stop saying it or you're just not going to do it. Okay. I'm only looking at your actions from now on. Love you. You do what you want to do. But from now on, I'm done hearing you repeat yourself. I just want to see your actions. And then that person knows. They're like, wow, I am all talk. I'm either going to have to fucking do it or I'm going to have to admit that it's never going to be done. Okay. That's how you want to look at relationships and people that just talk shit all the time. Look at their actions. You're going to find out very quickly on in the piece who you can entertain, who you even need to have the conversation with because there is 95% of situationships, the conversation doesn't even have to be done. You can see it coming a mile away and you can, you can fucking walk out that door on your own. You don't even need it to be an interaction, okay? So that would be my advice to you. Pay attention to the cues and then only have the conversation when – it's passed every test of those seven questions that I asked you and you're like, no, this probably could be something. Then at least you feel more equipped, more confident to have the conversation. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening, for sharing the podcast, for listening to this episode today. Please share this with your friends who are in situationships. Lord knows they need it. Lord knows, and I'm coming from an atheist, Lord knows people fucking need it, okay? Um, Listen to it again if you find yourself in another situationship. Share it around As always, thank you so much for your feedback. Thank you for all your messages and your beautiful reviews. Thank you for your interaction and supporting each other on the Facebook group as well. I love you guys so much. That is all for today and I will speak to you next episode. And thank you also for sending in your questions and for interacting on Instagram as well. I really do appreciate it when you guys do that. So thank you. And if you want to follow me on Instagram and don't already, it's at Alexis Predez, P-R-E-D-E-Z. Um, that is all. As always, remember, be kind to yourselves, be kind to your brains. Don't take shit from anyone and especially, especially don't take shit from yourself. Danke.